Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Mother's Day. My name is Tony Gapastone, and I have the honor of serving here with PCC on staff. Uh, I had a mom. I have a mom. I have a stepmom. I am married to a mom. And my experience of being involved with mothers has impacted my life so, so deeply. When my mom was uh, raising my brother and me, she was a single mom for a good portion of her life. It was hard, not easy whatsoever, and I didn't make it easy for her whatsoever. Uh, I also had the, the, the challenge of growing up um, with a stepmom because my biological father got remarried, not once, but twice. And so I learned all the difficult dynamics of conflict in family and accepting one another. Uh, but I was not a follower of Christ until I was 17. When I started following Jesus, everything started to change. My relationship with my mom and dad, I began to pray for them. They both were not followers of Christ. And that also created in me this desire to know more about what God was doing. As we've been talking about this series called Bless This Home, I was hungering and thirsting for God to do more in my family. I wanted to see him at work. So I committed to praying for my mom and dad. And it was just a beautiful experience that also was birthed through a lot of pain. Because my mom also went through a second divorce. She remarried someone who did not treat her or us well. And it created even this more dissonance in my life. Long story short, I was living with the pastor of the church where I lived in Illinois, and he impacted me so greatly. I went to college, and on my 21st birthday, my mom and I were just estranged. We did not have a relationship really whatsoever, but I had been praying for her for years. My 21st birthday was summer. I was living with a friend at the time, and she called me and said, hey, could we talk? And I said, of course. And we talked, and she said, you know, I know my, our relationship has been challenging. I know my motherhood journey has been challenging. But I want to tell you, I finally understood. I finally understand God. I finally understand his plan for my life. And I'm seeking after him. And I was just amazed. This is my 21st birthday. Thank God. And all of a sudden, she said, but I need to tell you what happened 21 years ago, 21 and 6, 7 months ago. She said, I was waiting in a clinic clenching 400 borrowed dollars to terminate the life that was in me. And I heard a voice. I had no idea what it was. She said she's only 20 years old, single and pregnant. And she heard the words, run. And she did. Thank you for that. And she did. She ran out of that clinic and kept the life that was in her, and that was me. And I'm 21 years old in this attic of my friend's house just bawling. I had no idea that story. All of a sudden, all the things that I had done, all the ways I was such a brat to her growing up, I, 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 as forgiveness for, things made sense because of this story that she shared with me today. That's the power that day. That's the power of stories. God is at work in every one of us. Whether we had a great mom or no mom, or a very present and loving mom, these stories are important. And as we talk about blessing our home by the deep satisfaction of God, I want to let you in on four great stories from our guests today. Would you give a round of applause for our panelists this morning? Stories are so important, and we with Peninsula Covenant Church believe that we need to empower the generations to passionately follow Jesus Christ. And all four of these people have a story of being mothered and being a mother. So I will start over here with Susan. Would you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, good morning. Uh, my name is Susan McLernan. Uh, I've been part of PCC for a little over two years now, and um, 
I'm a new mom to a four-month-old. His name is Christian. <laughs> and um, the other part of my story that I wanted to share is it wasn't an easy journey to have Christian. Um, my husband and I went through um, infertility and all of that. And um, even before that, growing up, I grew up with a person who wasn't my birth mom. So um, my idea of motherhood is you don't have to give birth to a child to be a mom. So. My name is um, Aftan Murphy. And I am a, I've been at PCC since 2003. Um, I am the mother of twins, a boy and a girl. They're 16 months. And we became parents, my husband and I, to them two months ago. They're our foster children. Uh, we decided that uh, we wanted to <clears throat> become foster parents and that we always wanted to do this. This wanted, has been in our hearts for a very long time. And we wanted it to be our first resort. Um, kind of always was our plan so that we just began that journey recently uh, so I guess I would say I'm a, I'm a new mom however my motherhood journey really began when I was 10 years old when my parents got divorced and uh, there were five siblings <clears throat> I guess they're behind me and uh, my youngest sibling was six months old and I was 10 years old and my mom was a single mom my dad wasn't around so I really became a mother at that point um, helping mother, my, my siblings through their younger years and their teenage years and really even still now through their adult years. I'm Chris Llewellyn. We've been here almost, well, it's 40 plus years. I'm a mom and a grandmother. And I have an interesting story in that when Tony found out that he was, could have been aborted by his 21 year old or his 20 year old mother, I found out when I was 40 plus years that my mother, when she was in labor with me, wanted to commit suicide. She was alone, her family was 3,000 miles away, and my father was in the Navy flying, and she was absolutely all alone, and she was in so much pain. Um, she could barely stand it, and she wanted to throw herself out the window of the hospital. Fast forward to I became a mom. By the way, my mother became a Christian um, a couple of years after I was born, before my sisters were born. And the legacy that she left me uh, because of her love for Jesus was just incredible. So fast forward to I became a mom of two children. And then in 2000, I got word that no one ever wants to hear. And that was that my adult daughter had an inoperable brain tumor. God gave her five and a half years. When she died, I was absolutely shattered because we really believed that God was going to heal her. But you know what? Um, out of the darkness comes light. Out of the morning comes dancing. She left two two beautiful daughters uh, who were 11 and 14 at the time. And what God has done in their lives is no less amazing than what he's done in mine. Wow. <laughs> um, my name is Mark Augustine. Uh, I've been attending PCC since April 1st. And uh, I'm of the baby. Of this year. Here. Of this <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. Welcome. I, I am the baby. Um, I'm not a mom, but I'm married to a mom, and I have been mothered 
Um, I have the privilege of having two moms. One, my biological mother, who uh, suffered from and still suffers from schizophrenia and couldn't take care of me. So, and she was also doing all kinds of fun, not so fun recreational drugs. So she was not in the position to take care of me. And I was blessed to have an aunt, my, her sister, uh, and actually really my grandmother too, take me in, take care of me, mother me, and just really pour into my life. And so that's my story. And it's, I was a rebellious child. I'm pretty sure Tony and I were the same in that we gave our parents my aunt, my, I call her mom, so when I refer to her as mother, it's, it's my aunt, single mom. I gave her, excuse my French, hell in the home, um, fighting, cussing, terrible at school, and she kept pressing through, kept pressing through, kept reading script. She just texted me this morning, and, and she's just like, I did those things because I knew the power of scripture. I knew the power of God. I knew the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you can grab onto that, I knew that he, God, would have you and that you would be okay. And praise God for my mother, um, for both my moms, um, because they did the best job they, they could do. You know, but I had questions. Why was this happening to me? Why? I didn't know that my mom had schizophrenia. I just thought, well, you're just a bad mom. You can't take care of me. Why is that? I was ashamed. I was embarrassed at school. And those things led me to, to really have a stronger relationship with God. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just, um, I, uh, I was just thinking about when I was taken in, um, I lived in foster care for a number of years, and I lived with a lot of families, and it was really hard because, you know, at six and seven, I, they never explained to me why they wouldn't keep me. So <clears throat> I would just wake up one day, and they'd say, okay, now you're going to go live somewhere else. And, um, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> when uh, Penny, who's the woman who raised me, when she took me in, the first thing she did was uh, I just had a black garbage bag full of my stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> and she, she said, let's go for a walk. And we walked around the neighborhood, and, and she said, I just want to let you know that you can call me mom, and you're not going anywhere. And um, she was also a single mom, and she... She didn't have a lot by way of monetary possessions, materials, but she was a mighty, or she is a mighty woman of God. And um, <clears throat> you look in the house, everywhere you looked, there was scripture everywhere. It was, it was overwhelming a little bit. And I mean, I remember um, there was this, uh, this scripture in, in the bathroom of all places. And as I became a teenager and a rebellious one too. I think we too, have a picture of that. <clears throat> oh my gosh, this was in our restroom. <laughs> And it said, I asked Jesus, how much do you love me? This much, he answered. And he stretched out his arms and died. And it was just like, whoa, all right, mom, I'm a teenager. Can you, like, take some of this stuff off the wall? Like, so I'm having friends over. every time you were brushing your teeth or going to the bathroom, you saw this. <laughs> but, you know, I think about it now and um, all of those things on the walls. While I was embarrassed at the time, there were all seeds that were being planted in my life. And, um, you know, 
I carry those things with me. And even though I veered away from the Lord for about a year when I was in college, um, it, those seeds were planted and I was drawn back. I think that's really neat. We have been together for about a month talking and sharing stories and practicing. And that's been the theme that's come up is the impact of mothers in the lives, in all of our lives, even when we weren't willing to receive what they did. But God also showed himself in different ways. And maybe you didn't see him when you were that young. But as you were an adult, you started to see, oh, this was God at work. And I know that's part of your story, Afton. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So growing up... Um kind of this theme of alone, like really felt very alone. Always my mom wasn't around, and when she wasn't around because she was working, she worked very hard, started her own business, you name it, very hard worker. But when she wasn't around um, because of work, she was also not around because she was very depressed. Um, Come to find out later, my mom had attempted suicide um, at least once that I know of. And I remember, I just remember you know, the aftermath of that. And it was very traumatizing. As I look back, I didn't know at the time. But um, so fast forward, that happened before my parents got divorced. But fast forwarding, like feeling really alone for the better half of my teenage years and really raising these these kids and diapers and, you know, you name it, um, fights, all of the above. But I always felt, even though alone, I never felt afraid. Like I always felt like God was there. Like, I felt like there was something there. I I didn't know at the time that it was God. Um, Now, especially becoming a parent, like, I feel like God has given me a window really into my childhood and taken, like, times throughout and snippets throughout uh, my childhood and been like, this is why I did this, and this is how I raised you up to do this. And a little kind of a fun thing was that um, my mom, of all of all places, got these random kind of tapes at a garage sale probably, and they were the, the, the yellow tape and the, the red tape, and it was called GT and the Halo Express. And it was super cheesy, like singing, learn your Bible verses kind of tapes. And we, my sisters and I, listened to this like on repeat. Like I have visions of like sitting in my living room by myself, belting at the top of my lungs these scriptures. And they were songs at the time I had no idea. And I actually purchased these CDs. I actually almost bought the tapes just because they were so significant. And they were different colors, so they were so fun. So you um, found these tapes as an adult. So I found these tapes as an adult. Later. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years later, find these tapes. I bought the CDs for my entire family. And I listened to them virtually on repeat in our vehicle with our children. And I sang them. And I, you know, they don't sing them because they're only 16 months. But, um, I mean, maybe they sing them, but you know, I feel like I'm also just covering them in prayer and covering them in scripture because what I didn't realize then, which I know now, as I listen to these, God kind of like takes me back to those times and almost like gives me a, a, a remembering or window into that time. And I see myself belting these songs out and realizing that that scripture that I was singing was like covering uh, like a hedge of protection and just angels putting angels around one of the tapes is about angels like being in your room and when you're afraid and just looking around the room and just seeing angels like along the entire border and that has really followed me through my whole life and feeling like the Lord's presence was there so um, grateful for that Chris you have another story about how you scripture has been a part of your life can you share that Um, When Donna died, um, the only scripture I could really read were the Psalms because I was so angry at God. 
Um, it was a very dark, dark time in my life. And I really didn't go to all of the scriptures. I remember saying to my husband, Russ, one day uh, from Matthew 7, where Jesus talks about if a, a father giving bread, um, a stone for bread, and I said, don't ever tell me God doesn't give a stone for bread because he gave me a stone. That's the extent of how I felt about God at that time. But you know what? I wrestled through with God. I, I, as I began to read the Psalms, and especially David's crying out to the Lord, that's exactly what I was doing. And I don't think there's anything in our lives, because God knows us so well. I mean, we may not talk to him about what we're thinking and feeling, but he knows. He absolutely knows. So why not say to him exactly what we're thinking and feeling? And it's only in the wrestle. It is only in the wrestle that I came to know in a way that I never knew before how much God loves me. I can't begin to tell you I know that I know how very much he loves me. And I'm not sure that I would have come to that place had I not gone through what I went through with the death of my daughter. feels like uh, you two also have some interesting times of pain in which the seeds from the past from your mother's was planted in you that God raised through. Can you guys share those two? Yeah. Um, you know that my mom texted me this morning and just about sharing scripture. So every morning um, we would have a Bible study um, that I was reluctant in our home at very early in the morning that I was reluctant to go to and didn't like going to because I'm not a morning person. And I was a little teenager and I was a brat. And we would read Proverbs every single day without fail. And, you know, my mom was like, this is your food for the day, okay? And if you don't read this, um, you know, you're going to suffer or something. I don't know. She, I was, I don't know. I was, I was like, this is crazy. And it turned into something so beautiful that after time, my friends started coming to the morning Bible study because they needed a ride to school. So how embarrassing was this? I'm like in the morning hood on just like, Mom, you're embarrassing. I can't stand you. Why are you doing this? I don't want to be here. And it was that I say that because fast forward, my wife and I, we have three kids now. Our firstborn uh, pre prematurely died uh, at 24 weeks, was born, lived nine hours, and we were devastated. I mean, it was like. My wife shut down. She was like screaming in the bed and crying pretty much every night. And I'm just going, what is going on? But it was at that moment, I can remember at the hospital, just watching her, I just imagined her life, watching her life, my daughter go and return to God. And I'm just like, take me instead. Take my life right now because that would feel so much better. And then I remember walking out. And there was a sea of people that I had some, all my friends, they were all excited. And I'm just like, no, this is not exciting. She didn't make it. And it was like 
God's word, those proverbs, those scriptures were like in front of me and I had to eat on those words. Because that was the only thing that was keeping me standing, breathing. Because easily I would be like, hey, any one of you put a bullet in my head. Somebody just shoot me. You know what I mean? Because that's how I felt. And so it was that blessed time of going back and saying, wow, my mom knew what she was doing and the reason why. Because she didn't know what was going to be in the future, but she knew that I would go through some challenges. We, that we would all go through challenges. And so um, that, that is that blessed part. You know what I mean? So, amen. This is really heavy stuff. <laughs> it's like supposed to be Mother's Day. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I, I just, uh, I can't help but think that throughout my life I was placed in harm's way so many times and God was protecting me and God, he was, his guardian angels were all around and, um, you know, I didn't start in foster care. It was a buildup to that. It was, we were homeless and we were living in abandoned houses and it was just a really awful situation, and, you know, I was young, but I remember six and seven, you know, and um, I was placed in this woman's life who was a Christian, and um, I was very familiar with the Bible. I read it every day. If I did something wrong, like most kids get punished, I had to go find a scripture <laughs> and, like, talk about it, <laughs> and so... Um, but again, like I drew on all of that later in life. When I was in my late 20s, I went through a pretty devastating breakup. And um, it's so funny in retrospect, I think about it now and I'm like, oh gosh, thank God. Like I didn't end up with that guy. But, uh, <laughs> but back then, you know, I was in the throes of it and it was very real. And I just remember um, I was just devastated. Um, and I wanted my mom. I wanted my mom to be with me. I was living in Southern California. Um, and I didn't have a support system there. And when this happened, I remember calling my mom and, you know, crying hysterically. I'm like, Mom, I'll pay for your tickets. I'll get your car service, whatever you need. I just need you here. And she couldn't make it. And um, it conjured feelings of abandonment again. And it really hurt so much. I wanted to die. And I remember I, I kept a Bible on my coffee table because uh, I was still doing my morning Bible studies. And I just grabbed the Bible and I let it fall open. And it's like sometimes you, you hear God and then sometimes God is screaming at you. And the scripture it opened up to you was Isaiah 43. And the very first verse said, do not be afraid. I have called you by name. I've ransomed you. You are mine. And I thought, oh my gosh, wow. That was just speaking directly into my soul. And, um, you know, I think about all the things I've been through and... Um, you know, fast forward to today as I'm crying, making the ugly cry face with my newborn in the middle of the night, just thinking, oh my gosh, please help me. <laughs> um, being so tired, but sitting there in those quiet moments with him, um, I think about God holding me through my childhood and me never really being alone and him cradling me in his arms. And um, I think about that as I hold my baby now. It's just incredible. These five, four didn't know each other, many, uh, before they met a month ago and started sharing their stories. And you can obviously see the scripture and the fact that God was at work through their lives and surfacing things, even through deep pain. 
Uh, but one other thing that came uh, from our discussions was the idea or the reality that many of us, not just mothers, but we feel alone in this life. And we cannot make it through this life without each other. We're meant to be together. We're meant to share stories. We're meant to experience the blessedness or the deep satisfaction of God together. And uh, the same day we met, I actually ended up talking to two moms who were serving in our children's ministry. And we were interviewing them, talking about their experience serving here with kids. So that we might share this story with other people who might serve. But what came out was amazing. And I got their permission to share it with you all today. So I want you to watch this video with Catherine and Angela. I started serving in the children's ministry uh, three years ago when my husband and I moved to California when we first started attending PCC. And I started to serve mostly because I really wanted to connect with the church and get to know people more. And I thought serving would be a great way to do that because we use the nursery services because we have two little kids. I thought even better for me to contribute to that ministry. For similar reasons, I also started a children's ministry. We moved to the Bay Area with three children under the age of three. And when we found PCC, it was a great relief that the children connected to people in the children's ministry and they wanted to go and wanted to leave mom and dad and it was great. And so I wanted to give back and, um, and pass, pass forward what we had gotten as parents. My desire was to connect and get to know people and God totally met me in that, um, in placing me with Angela. Um, she and I formed sort of a friendship unbeknownst to us Every month we'd see each other and chat and take care of the sweetest kids ever and, and be able to chat and get to know each other and the time together as moms really fed my soul. Um, and then I didn't, like I said, realize that that was happening until this past winter. I was really, really struggling with depression and I even had thoughts of ending my life. And I saw Angela on a Sunday, and I'll never forget the moment that I turned to her, and she said, how are you? And I said, I'm not okay. And I could say that because she was my friend, and the lie that Satan had been telling me that I was alone um, started to become untrue because I could, I could answer her honestly, and she could say, oh my gosh, I love you, and come out with me this week, you know, let's go out and let's be friends, you know, like, we are friends. <laughs> we You're are. not alone. And um, thus became my walk out of the darkness. Paul wrote to the Philippians that God who created a good, good work in you will fulfill it. He will complete the work that he has in you. That you might find deep satisfaction in him. That's our hope today. Whether you're a mom or not. Whether you birth a child or not. We're meant to do life together. We're meant to experience God together. And I hope you're encouraged. Maybe you have a kid that was like me or Mark. Or maybe you are a kid that was like me or Mark. That there's hope because God is at work. And we have been invited to intentionally share his love. Intentionally share scripture. To plant seeds to change people's lives. I asked Chris to close us in prayer. Uh, I'm going to invite uh, her up. Would you stand up with me, Chris? And just pray for us as we close our time today. However you want to lead that. Church, would you open your hands? Receive whatever God wants you to receive. Father, we thank you so much that no matter where we are, you see us. Mm -hmm. 
and you know us, and you love us. You love us with incredible, boundless love. Father, help us to take that love in. Help us as your people to experience that love, to share that love with others. God, we know that you are with us. You have promised never to leave us or forsake us. And we thank you. We thank you that as moms, as grandmoms, as parents, Lord, we know that you are with us, that you are with our children, with our grandchildren. Lord, we thank you that we can commit them to you. We commit their path to you. Lord, that you hold on to our children and grandchildren just like you hold on to us. Lord, that you have plans and purposes for them like you do for us. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we can commit all things into your hands. Lord, we hold our hands open before you so that we can receive from you all the promises that you have for us. Go with us, God. We thank you for being with us this day. In the powerful name of Jesus, amen. to the Peninsula Covenant Church podcast. We're located at 3560 Farm Hill Boulevard in Redwood City, California. You can reach us online at www.peninsulacovenant.com.